0: An action surge, I okay. draw another and I let loose. Okay. Thirteen? Uh, it hits!
1: Yay.
2: Newa? What do you have anything that's not firebase that you could attack these things with?
3: Yeah. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Okay.
2: That's why I called your name. Uh, But once again, you get the feeling that unless you're using a magical weapon, um, that uh, it probably is resistant to uh, damage of that sort. You keep saying that, like, I'll just pull the magic weapon I have out of my back pocket and hit it a couple times. No, no, I'm just trying to rub it in the fact that you guys, none of you took a magical weapon, because, yeah, I'm enjoying this delicious irony. Chapter 229, The Loosed Stone. Okay. So in the last episode, you all had uh, had tea with the ladies there in the Cloud Castle. And um, that was
0: all sorts of fun, was it not?
3: Well, it was... Uh...
0: Okay, they, they got a little weird there towards the end, I think.
3: Yeah. I mean, only two of our party actually spoke giant, so the rest of us were eating uncomfortably.
2: Um, eat, yeah, and eating uncomfortably in a couple of different senses, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you got wind that there might be some additives to the food there that you are not FDA um, compliant, yeah.
0: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there was no humanoid in the cakes. That would be like in a stew or something.
2: We'll just have to see. Um, but um, at the end there, though, we had uh, the biggest surprise. Um, Noan had uh, gone and accidentally tripped a secret door that swung a uh, panel of the wall around and ended up in the same room as the fake Noan. So what's going to happen there? We'll just have to see. That was an uh, interesting cliffhanger. We prefer to call that one someone. Yes. Or one. The Fowan was the best one, yeah. Um, Anyways, Mm. so in order to leave you more on a cliffhanger, um, we are, of course, going to switch our uh, characters up here and uh, go on yet another tangent. Anyway, so we are going to be going down, down, down to the southwest, to the very edge of the continent, and we are back with the Loxodon. Yes, the elephant people that the Tabaxi had run into all those many months ago and things are slowly getting back to some semblance of normal in the loxodon village Uh, obviously they had been you know terribly beset by the arian that had uh, moved in and enslaved the entire village to uh, dig out the side of the hill for whatever reason you're never really quite sure and with the Tabaxi having defeated the Arion and it having gone back to whatever, uh, you know, part of uh, the underworld it came from, uh, things started to return to normal. Now, uh, that being said, there was some irreparable damage that was done by this fiend, the uh, Loxodon, as we revealed in the uh, second of those episodes. Um they are able to transfer their memories from one person to another. And so uh, as one of the uh, loxodon that the uh, Tabaxi talked to said, uh, even though he was only 45 years old, his memory was over 2000 years old. And unfortunately several died without being able to transfer their knowledge. And then those memories were gone forever. But um, more was saved than lost. And things are slowly beginning to return to normal in the village. You've been able to clean up uh, the damage that was done. P- things have gone back to the normal routines before the, the horrible devil showed up and enslaved everybody. And uh, things are going pretty well at this point. Um, however, that doesn't mean that everything's perfect. Um, one of your number, a uh, Loxodon named Tamuj, um, had decided that the reason that you were all being forced to dig in the hillside was that there was treasure there gold or something else which is kind of ridiculous because really i mean what use do you have for treasure in your little village on the side of the ocean um you know you guys live hand to mouth and and day to day and treasure really isn't much use but he uh, got all excited about that and decided to head up there. And that was three days ago. And normally he would, you know, was the type that would come back at the end of the day. And after the first night, you just assume that he stayed up there overnight or something like that. But after the second night, people started getting worried that something had befallen him. And so they asked around if there wouldn't be a group of people that had today free to go up to do that. And you four decided that um, you were going to go and do that. And so we all have Loxodon. So why don't we introduce our characters and what they are and who they are. So why don't we start with Melanie. Melanie, why don't you tell us about your character and um, give us a whole rundown.
3: Cool. So I'm playing Nua, um, an Artificer Loxodon. Uh, she's smaller and skinnier than most of them and tends to keep to herself and not that great with people. And she's always tinkering with one thing or another.
2: So she's a nerd. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how they say you always end up playing yourself on the, uh, but, uh, anyway. Um, so you tell just us. just called a- you an elephant.
0: Yes. <laughs> keep it in the nose, bro.
2: <laughs> so tell us about new, uh, um, armor weapons anything like that um
3: she's carrying um uh, some light weapons adorned on her hip and a shield uh no no armor um kind of steampunky outfit
2: okay so she's the the town inventor
3: yes yeah very good name meaning creator
2: and what uh, what does she what what weapons does she carry
3: Uh, She carries a hand axe, a light crossbow, and a really cool uh, screwdriver.
2: (laughs) Is it a sonic screwdriver? Mm mm. Okay. A psychic screwdriver, perhaps. There we go. Mm mm. How about just uh, some vodka and some orange juice?
3: Just an all purpose tool.
2: Okay, very good. And each of you were allowed one magic item. Um, The magic items were all. Gathered up by the Arianne when uh, she took over the camp, uh, but they've been able to be redistributed. And unfortunately, some of the owners didn't exist anymore. So some people got magic items that, um, that didn't, uh, didn't belong to them to begin with as, as kind of gifts, but there we are. Anyway, so what, what magic item did uh, Nua get?
3: I got my fancy little screwdriver, okay. an all-purpose tool, which turns into different tools I want and gives me a little buff.
2: Okay, that makes very good sense. Okay, and Bryce, why don't you tell us about your elephant?
4: Okay, I'm playing Roughskin, the Loxodon fighter. Uh, So Loxodon, he he was young when the occupation started, and he only learned what he was doing as a fighter under the occupation. So he is an unarmed fighter. In a, he, he wears no armor using only his natural loxodon protection and he doesn't use weapons only preferring to use his mass and legs and stuff
2: so he's a brawler then
4: yes but okay. he's an unarmed fighter which means that when he has at least one hand free his unarmed attacks deal a at d6 and when he has two hands free he deals a d8 with his unarmed attacks
2: Okay, I hope you style it that he attacks with his trunk
4: Oh no, he's gonna stop people. Okay, but yeah, he uh, his magic item is a set of gauntlets of ogre power. Wow, that allow him to more efficiently whack things really hard.
2: Very good. He's, yeah,
4: he's a budget monk, but like he's also better than a monk. I think at this level, so
2: <laughs> very good. I feel insulted okay and actually on that note uh, Tyler welcome back to the show and tell us about your character
1: um, my character's name is andros he is um, locks it on like everybody else he, uh, he's about seven years old so he's still kind of young you know hip with the hip with the kids um, he is a monk so um, this should be interesting. Um, his magic item are um, Bracers of Defense, so he has a total AC of 16 now. Um, so that's fun. Um, he's a way of the astral self type of monk, though, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss anything? <laughs>
2: uh, very good. Any, any armor and weapons he carries? Obviously monks don't wear um, he armor. He carries a
1: short sword and a darts. Okay.
2: Very good. Okay, so this is going to be very interesting. And then, Matt, why don't you tell us about your elephant?
0: I am Vasool the Dark. Um a, a very stout and strong loxodon, standing literally eight feet tall. I have very dark skin, which is honorific because my personal uh, mammoth deity uh, is also have dark skin. So that is considered a, a good omen in my, my strain. Um, I'm a battle master fighter, uh, choosing not to be so crude and and boorish as as using just my stomping tree-like feet. Um, I, too, have a pair of gauntlets of ogre power, but these have been passed from generation to generation, for my entire clan has been fighters. Um, I use them to wield a, a flail to deadly effect. And for those outside my reach, I carry a longbow.
2: Very good. Okay. So, yeah, this is going to be quite interesting. Very so we have
3: a bunch of kids. And what was your name?
2: Vasul.
3: And Vasul.
0: Interestingly enough, my background is a sage. That's where my memories came from. And I actually have uh, memories of, of the abyss. That is where my research has been and shall be so when a devil appeared i was both horrified and intrigued for i wished to know the difference between the denizens of betor and the denizens of the abyss
2: very good okay so yeah so this is going to be an interesting interesting day for you all okay die yes probably this is gonna be terrible
3: don't worry i have one healing spell
2: ah what is that healing spell cure wounds okay good well thank goodness we have a healer in the party Yeah, so they literally threw a group together. And and actually, I purposely did not have you guys go and chit-chat between each other on what they would be because this was just a group that was thrown together to go see if they couldn't find this this knucklehead that had gotten himself lost. So it's not like they, uh, you know, organized anything. Um, They just grabbed the four of you. You were available. You decided to head up the hill and take a look and see if they could find. So you guys take off. It's, you know... Mid morning, once they determined that they hadn't uh, seen this guy for a while, and took off off the hill, and and you grabbed some uh, some snacks for the road, you know, some lunch there so that you would have something to eat if it took all day.
0: Peanuts, probably. Yep,
2: and uh, cracker jacks, and uh, we'll see if you ever get back, but uh, the. Uh, head out of the village, and you're heading over towards the excavation there. And why doesn't everybody do a survival check?
3: <laughs> Ooh. Uh-oh. Yes? I got a three. I also got a three.
1: <laughs> I got a 1921.
2: Okay. So, um, thankfully, the pugilists are uh, kind of more aware of what's going on. And the two of you actually do see... Um, the, uh, signs of a, you know, one, one person having come up this trail recently, Uh, obviously the entire village has bad memories of this trail. So you don't go here all that often, but, um, you did this one time, you know, send somebody up the trail and yeah, there is one set of footprints that are still visible despite the, the moist conditions out here. And so you, you do feel that, yeah, yes, indeed, he, he headed up this way. And you start heading up, 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 and you get to the side of the hill where the quarry is, where the excavation was going on. And in the several months that is transpired between the uh, Tabaxi liberating the, the town and so forth in, in this tropical environment, um, all the giant mounds of earth that you have uh, seen... Um, have actually started to overgrow with a nice little fuzzy outgrowth of green. It's actually kind of encouraging to see life coming back to the the area. And there's the cut that you all were forced to make into the side of the hill. And you see in front of you that there's a figure sprawled out on the ground.
3: Uh Uh-oh.
0: Does it look... Elephantish.
2: um yeah you're pretty sure that this is your miss- missing loxodon
3: does he look dead
2: if he's not he's really really calm because he's just sort of lying looks like face up and there's just all this litter around him um
0: this must be the great doom Bow, renowned archer and seeker of treasure
1: can i check for signs of life <laughs> um
2: well as you approach you realize that there, there are definitely no signs of life and it's quite horrific um you approach uh and realize that yeah this is this is Tamouj. unfortunately he has met a horrible horrible end he's splayed out on his back uh flopped down with his arms kind of above him a little bit there um almost as if he was just sort of resting, enjoying the sun, like one does. Except he has been
0: terribly rent from one end to the other. Do these wounds look similar to that which the uh, Arianes did all those months ago? No,
2: she had very surgical wounds. She had that horrible blade that she would uh, just basically behead people with. Or This one has been, uh, appears to be clawed, um on the top of his head you can see some terrible claw marks but what's happened that is truly horrified you is apparently he's been basically opened up from rib cage to um all the way down to you know his his crotch and his internal organs have been pulled out and the intestines basically come out and have been just wound in this complex circular design around his body and you see his liver placed amongst them on the kind of the upper right point his heart is actually sitting on his forehead and other parts of you know his lungs are in different parts of the circles um it's basically like some sort of crazed person made artwork out of his internal organs and
0: left him to rot in the sun. Drawing on my knowledge of of the abyss and associated rituals, I'd like to see if I can recognize this. Is this just crazed art, or does it look like a ritual to me?
2: Um, Do a uh, religion check and see what you know, or maybe even a history check, whatever's better for you.
3: 22.
2: Okay, well, you know that at least in your experience there are no rituals uh, that would do this, but you do know that some dissons of the underworld of the off planes um, do like to toy with their victims and would create uh, designs such as this. So even though it doesn't seem to be the Arian. You, you definitely get a creeping feeling up the back of your neck that this is something to do with the underworld.
0: And I would think demons being chaotic may not be so artistic in their display. Oh, heck
2: no, yeah. They would just throw everything hither and whither back and forth,
0: yeah. Devil's in the details, guys.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, he doesn't look that much alive.
0: Um, you're pretty
2: sure he's not alive, yeah. Unless for some reason he suddenly doesn't need his internal
0: organs. Are there tracks or claw marks or paws or anything? Uh, Give me another survival check. Uh, 19. Okay.
2: And it's interesting. There are very, very few um, track marks around him. But you do find some little tiny footprints that have kind of strange claws on the end. Um, almost almost kind of like the the footprints of humans but much smaller and like i said with claws on the end but they just you know a couple of sets almost as if um whatever it was that killed them sat down to their, their feet only a couple of times maybe to do this design and then disappeared or something are there any trees or anything near us there are not, uh, because of course you had to cut them all down and clear them to uh, to make this cut in the hillside. Um, and everybody, actually, roll for me perception. Twenty four. Seventeen. What What did you get? What did you get there, Bryce? I
4: I got a six. So I got a seven. <laughs> I was like this close to a natural twenty, and then it just rolled over to the two. I got a natural
0: a twenty. Okay. Very good. For... Well,
2: um, as you're looking um, around, you know, like I said, you get this horrible creeping feeling up the backside of your neck that, you know, some terrible thing has happened here. And just out of the corner of your eye, there, um, Vasul, you um, kind of notice this dark splotch on the hillside. And you kind of pan over to take a look. And you realize that. Tamuj has been digging away at the side of the hillside that you were forced to dig at. And he cleared maybe another foot of dirt uh, right at the very back end of it. And what he has uncovered is actually a series of stone blocks. Like there's a wall back there. And you can see signs around one of the blocks where he basically chiseled away and worked it free. And it's lying on the ground. And they're about, basically, about two by three feet. It's a pretty substantial chunk of rock. But somehow he was able maybe to wedge it out or something like that with the crowbar. And got it to fall down. And there's actually a um, dark opening in this wall to whatever is inside this hillside. You know, it could be an old ruin or something like that. But as you're looking over there... Much to your horror, all of a sudden, a pair of clawed hands suddenly clunk, clunk, appear. And this dark, almost grayish lavender creature's head appears. And it starts pulling itself out of the hole in the, in the rock there. And just sort of fastens its glowing red eyes on you and hisses and all of a sudden just springs into the air, spreads its wings, and comes jetting right at you. And can I please get initiative rolls from all of you? So, Neva? Oh,
3: a 21. Okay. A Twenty.
2: And Ruskin?
4: I got an 11. Okay. No, a 12. A 12. 12.
2: 12 it is. And Andros? 16. And Vasul, four. Okay, you're taken a little back by that. The rest of you are, you know, maybe not having seen this creature, are a little less horrified and, and maybe ready to jump on it. I let loose uh, the war blast from my mighty trunk. Okay, and this thing comes jetting out of the hillside, screeching at you. And Niwa, you get to uh, go first. Um, it's coming right at you guys. What are you going to do?
3: Alrighty, well, I'm going to take out my handy-dandy screwdriver, and I'm going to build a small little cannon right next to me. Um, How long
2: will this take? um, Like one day? Maybe a couple of weeks, maybe? No, <laughs> it's it's
3: a small cannon.
2: I'm assuming you have the parts mostly finished in your pocket or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just kinda... I just need to screw them together. Yeah,
3: And I make a little tiny flamethrower uh right next to me
0: okay transformers
3: light it on fire
0: um Are you sure you're not a gnome yes she has gnome like tendencies though well if this thing works she's a laxodon if it blows up it's she's a, a gnome. polymorph gnome yeah. yeah
3: yeah it doesn't say how long it takes oh an action at... oh it takes Are... an action yeah. yeah yep okay i'll use my action to Make my flamethrower. And then as a bonus action, I can tell it to walk. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I know that. Well, this one doesn't have legs, so it can't walk.
2: It's getting more gnomish every minute. Yeah. Yeah. The Flametron 2000. The future for this product is quite bright. Okay, so you create your cannon.
3: create my cannon. Um, but it doesn't say if I can fire it the same turn I create it.
0: I would expect you'd have to wait till your next turn. Yeah. If it takes
2: an action to create it, yeah, you would need to have another action or a bonus action it to fire it. It on each
4: of your turns, you can use a bonus action to cause it to activate.
3: Oh, cool. Uh, so... Okay. So that... you create
2: it and you bonus action to get it to activate and yes. fire off.
3: Um, how close is the guy it's almost on top of you okay then a flamethrower will look up and shoot a 15 foot cone upwards towards the creature okay and what does it have to do uh dexterity saving throw okay which is a 14 to beat
2: it gets a 21 does it take any damage from...
3: Yes, that? it still takes half damage. Okay,
2: so it veers to the side and only gets a brush by.
3: And it takes two points of fire damage.
2: And it doesn't.
3: Oh boy, I you should know, have made You know, the fire licks cannon. over it,
2: but it doesn't seem to do anything to it. Nice cannon you've got there. Yes. Oopsies. So apparently fire doesn't affect this creature. Okay, and, and Ambrose, what does it look like? How so big is it? It is a, a small creature. It's really only about three feet long, but it is a winged creature. It's, it's basically humanoid in shape, but it's covered with spines everywhere. Um, it has spines on its head, its shoulders, its wings, and then most noticeably down its tail. And it's carrying basically a little trident, a little fork in its hand. Um, and it does have, like I said, humanoid. So it's got two arms with long clawed fingers and a mouth of razor sharp teeth and then claws on its feet. And it's a deep purplish color and with glowing bright red eyes.
3: And then I'll take a couple steps back to run away from it.
2: Okay. Well, um, it is flying around. So you get a feeling that really isn't much okay, point okay. in running because it could just catch up with you. Um, but you might take a couple of steps back into your panic okay and andros over to you what are you gonna do
1: um how close is everybody to me
2: you guys are all standing basically just shoulder to shoulder at this point in time because you're looking at the, uh, the uh poor poor remains of your missing friend
1: i will not do what i was about to do then um can i throw a dart at it then
2: you can of course
1: does a 16 hit it
2: does you just stick right into it uh three points of damage okay and these are not magical darts right
1: no, they're just regular darts.
2: Okay, so it does hit it, but it kind of just glances off, and uh, you you do feel like you did do a di- uh, you did do damage to it, but it uh, you get the feeling that um, non magical weapons um, are going to be of limited use against it. Great. Okay. And then it gets to go, and it didn't appreciate you doing that at all, Andros. So it comes diving down. And it fires two tail spikes. Um, One of those actually goes for you, and one of those goes for Nua. So, um, who's standing within five feet of me? Um, So, um, why don't you guys arrange some minis on the board there? And you can lay this all out.
0: Because I can can use my... uh... Fighting style offer uh, protection by imposing my shield and giving disadvantage to that attack. Okay. But I need to know to whom. Okay, so you'll probably yeah. be in a line then. So Andros is all the way on the outside then. Okay, so I will I will impose my shield to the spike going towards him. Okay, so the uh, so that's
2: disadvantage.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so the disadvantage roll is a nineteen to hit you, Andros.
1: Yes, it hits me.
2: Okay, good. So you take five points of piercing damage as it strikes you, but then it also it blazes with fire. So you also take six points of fire damage. So that was that was a pretty good set of hits there. It got you pretty squarely.
1: So there was five points and then six points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, we love that.
2: And what what are you at right now?
1: I am at 17 of 28.
2: Okay, so yeah, it, it uh, took a third of your hit points. And then the other one then goes for Nua, and that gets a 12. Does that hit you? No, it does not. Okay, so you're able to dodge aside. Okay. And it continues to circle around you, and you can see why uh, poor Temuji probably fell victim to this beast. It uh, seems to be considerably uh, difficult. Okay, and then. Ruskin, you get to go? Yeah.
4: Okay. I will run forward and attempt to strike it.
2: Well, it's flying in the air. Oh. Yeah. Is it flying in the air low enough that I can strike it? Uh, nope. you have to use some sort of projectile.
4: Okay. And then I pull the uh, like hand crossbow. I really hope I could cast punch.
0: How high is it as
2: it circles around? It's uh, hovering about 20 feet up. Okay. I will shoot it with my light crossbow. Okay. Roll to hit.
4: Inefficiently. Like, I always attack at range inefficiently. Maybe I should make a range character.
2: That's a 17 to hit. You definitely hit it. So square on. Nice. That's for eight
4: points of damage
2: okay and once again it definitely hits it but it just kind of glances off it but by the way it reacts you know it hurt it Uh, but once again you get the feeling that unless you're using a magical weapon um that uh it probably is resistant to uh damage of that sort you keep saying that like i just pull the magic weapon i have out of my back pocket and hit it a couple times no no i'm just trying to rub it in the fact that you guys none of you took a magical weapon because yeah i'm enjoying this delicious irony
0: Okay, and then Vasul, what are you going to do? Okay, so I need a Dungeon Master's Call. Okay. So Commander Strike, saying when I take an, an attack action, I can forego one of my attacks and use a bonus action to direct one of my companions to strike. Then they can use their reaction to immediately make attack, roll a superiority die, and add that to their damage roll. I can only make one attack. Can I use this ability now? Because well, it says it's a bonus action if I forego one of my attacks. Yeah,
2: so you would just not, instead of having an attack, you would then have somebody else attack.
0: Oh, that doesn't really help me. I was hoping to swing. I'm going to draw my longbow and shoot it. Okay. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, an eight.
2: No, just kind of goes wide. It uh, banks at the last minute. Okay. Okay. And it uh, banks around and comes back in for another run at you. And everybody uh, roll for me perception. Thirteen. Sixteen. Three. Eight. Okay. So the pugilists are too busy uh, watching this thing coming at Adam. And uh, who got the high one between the two of you? Vasul again? So, Vasul, you're facing just in the right direction, and you notice another pair of hands appear at the hole in the wall. And another one of these comes jetting out. So we put that on the board there. And I I blast my trumpet blast. Um, And um, you also hear a chittering sound. From them? From the hole in the wall. Mm. And it occurs to you that there may be more. And this is already a pretty fearsome fight you're looking at. Um, and so anyways, in comes the first one of these. And um, Nua, what, do you have anything that's not fire-based that you could attack these things with?
3: Yeah. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. That's why I called your name. Uh, I'm gonna pick up my cannon, and I'm going to expend a spell slot, and I'm going to uh disassemble it, and then reassemble it into a different cannon, and I'm going to make a force ballista. Um, okay. That I can shoot at a creature, which I'm going to shoot at, um. Devil number one. Okay. Which is purple. On the purple.
2: Yep, we'll call that purple.
3: Um. With a 21 to hit.
2: Okay, and so this is just a regular attack?
3: Uh, yes.
2: Does it count as magical? Yes, it does. Okay, very good. Okay, 21 definitely hits. Uh, 28.
3: Ooh, uh, 11 points of force damage. And is this a creature?
0: Well, it is a creature, yeah. Okay,
3: then it's pushed five feet away.
2: Okay, so it just bumps it back up in the sky a little bit. Yes. Very good. Okay, that actually hurt it uh, distinctly. So it is unhappy with you. And then Andros, what do you, actually, know? sorry, Andros, you don't get quite a chance to go. So, yeah, before you get to go Andros, um, all of a sudden the second one, we'll call that one green. It comes jetting out and it uh, flies in the air. And um, it is also going to uh, fling a couple of spikes, both of them this time, at Nua after getting its friend blasted. So you got two spikes heading your way. And the first one is a 15.
3: That does not hit.
2: And the second one is a 6.
3: That does not hit. Wow, what's your AC? 17.
2: Wow. So Nua is able to dodge these things as they come flying by. And it screams in rage at you.
3: I will scream in rage back at it.
2: Only you're going to blast
0: it. You make a trunk noise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
2: okay and now andros so you get to go they're flying around in the air what are you going to do
1: um well i guess there's not much i can do other than just uh throw another dart at it okay Woo. um <laughs> at,
2: at uh, purple or green
1: um i'll do it at uh pur- the, the one that i already hit purple purple yep uh that is the 19
2: 19 does hit Woo.
1: And that does three damage again.
2: Okay, and once again, it just kind of glances off and you see it, you know, shudder. So it definitely uh, felt it, but it, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem, the darts don't seem to do a whole lot of damage to it.
1: I will say I'll be collecting these as they fling off their bodies. Sounds good. (laughs) So I do not lose them.
2: Okay, and then um, it gets to go and um, it didn't like that at all. So it's going to fling two darts at you. And I will impose disadvantage on the fir- uh, first one. Yeah. Okay. And that's a net one. So you basically just glancing off of, uh, off you there. And then it the second one, however, is an 18 to hit. And
1: that does in fact hit. Woo.
2: Does um, five points of damage, piercing damage and six points of fire damage. So it got you really good again. What are you at?
1: I'm at six hit points. Okay. Wow. So you're you, going to die.
2: You got, you've got you gotten stuck a couple of times there. Okay, Ruskin, you get to go. What are you going to do?
0: With your so brawler's we're gonna continue
2: mitts. Are you trying to fight? Or? What's that?
4: Yeah. Wait.
2: You should go move so the it? rock and block the hole. Ah, that's an interesting thing. So, is that uh, something that can be done? Um. Well, Um. roll for me a wisdom check. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, Basul points out the fact that there is something chittering behind there, and yeah, you kind of realize that if you don't block the hole, that there will be more stuff coming out right away. So um, yeah, you need to do that. Um, And so yeah, with uh, someone with sufficient strength, could heave that rock back into the place.
4: That's what I would like to do then.
2: Okay. Very good. So Mm -hmm. you go running over there, um, and you are just about to um, push the rock back up there with your Gauntlets of Ogre Strength, and another one of these creatures comes jumping out. This time, however, it is unable to get into the air. It is just standing in front of you, Um, and then... Um, you have a choice. This is like as
4: I'm closing it?
2: So yeah, as you are about to heave the rock into place, you can't, this thing jumps out and just lands in front of you. So you have a choice between either heaving the rock into place or you can attack this creature. I'm going to do both. Action search. Okay. So you heave the rock into place and... Uh Good, and then you're going to I'm action gonna Surge, it. and you're going to punch it, right? I'm going to cast Fist.
4: Yeah, that's a 20, 25 to hit.
2: Okay, wow. So, yeah, you would just heal around and, and slap it, okay? And since these are Gauntlets of Ogre Power, this will count as a magical attack, right? Because you're striking it with a magical Gauntlet? Yes.
4: If you say so, I won't argue against it. Yeah
2: and um and actually as you say what what do you mean by you cast fist is that a spell or no
4: i, I punch in the face it's a joke
2: okay i got you now
4: fighters are just wizards who cast fist okay um uh... all right yeah i'm just gonna so that is that is eight points of damage again
2: okay and um once again um you smack it there. And actually, yeah, because you're using your magical gauntlets to hit it, um, it actually seems to do uh, crushing damage to it. So that seems to do a number on it. Okay. And then Vasool, you get to go. Oh, excuse me. No. Then it gets to go. And so it's standing there in front of you. And it tries to bite you, bite you and fork you. So um, the bite attack is a gnat one. So that's not going to... It goes wild, but then it tries to stick you with this little trident, its little fork, and that is an, a uh, six to hit. So I think you are able to block it wide. I do. My tough hide resists. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And then uh, we go to the top of the order again, and Nua, what are you going to
3: do? Uh, I'm going to...
0: Wait, wait, wait. Nua has gone twice. Oh, wait, did, I it, haven't. That's I'm, right. Yeah. Sorry,
2: we, we preempted you, so now you get to go, and then
0: Nua gets to go. Yeah, because my attacks are yeah. so effective. <laughs> I will uh, shoot purple. With your bow? Yes. Okay. Uh, 14. You hit. All right, and this is going to be awesome. I wish it were magical damage. Um. Two points of piercing damage.
2: Oh, and it it shudders, and you get the feeling that it's on the verge of
0: death. But no, that's not quite enough to do it. And action surge. I draw another, and I let loose. Okay. Mm, 13? It hits.
3: Yay.
0: For a terrible three points
2: of piercing damage. Okay, good. And that one point of effective damage actually uh, drops it, and it just goes flopping to the ground. Okay, and now it's Nua's ch- turn.
3: Okay, I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds, um, on Andros. Andros.
2: Okay. Yay! Thank you. Uh,
3: for nine points of healing.
2: Okay, Andros, you get nine points back.
3: Woo! And then I my cannon's to... gonna fire at green in the sky. Okay. Ooh, nope. It, that's a nine to hit it.
2: Uh, no, it just good, zings out of the way and you miss. Very good. And then it's its turn to go. Green didn't like that at all. And it's trying to decide if it should go after you or if it should go after Andros.
3: It didn't like me not hitting it? Um, I guess I'll just have it hidden next Yeah,
2: time. well, and also healing up Andros. Um, so it's going to go after you and launches two tail spikes in your direction.
3: Yeah.
2: And I... I intervene with my shield. Okay, so the first one is a seventeen to hit.
3: That's my armor class. Even
2: with disadvantage. Even with disadvantage, they rolled a sixteen and a thirteen. Okay, so you take
3: my last spell. No, I don't.
2: You take um, three points of piercing damage and four points of fire damage, and then the second spike is an eighteen to hit.
3: That will hit.
2: And you take three points of piercing damage and two points of fire damage so a little, little less than the, the first ones very good and then um andros
1: you get to go just a question um these things are shooting that, does that qualify for me to be able to use deflect missiles because i just realized i had that they are missiles so, I, I've just been. Okay, well, that's good to know. I just remembered that.
3: Woo! Well, your wisdom is really. very low. Yes. yes.
1: That is very true. I am a self taught monk, so I forget what I can do. Woo! Um, I will uh, try to figure out. Should, could I help try and seal the uh, hole? Um, well, it is sealed currently. Uh, oh, it is sealed currently. Yeah. Okay. But there's um, one
3: dude on the floor, right?
2: Uh, one is re- directly in front of uh, of uh, Ruskin there. That's
1: uh,
3: on the ground. On the
1: ground. Okay, I'm going uh, can I go? I'm gonna go t- towards that one. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a fancy fancy thing, so I at least feel like I'm doing something. I'm gonna do What's my your move? arms? My I'm he's, he's close so enough have, to move. Don't worry. I'm close enough. Okay. I have I have fifty speed. I'm good. Um, I'm gonna do uh, arms of the astral self. So, your mastery of your key allows you to summon your portion of your astral self. As a bonus action, you can spend one key point, summon so a key point, to summon the arms of your astral self. And when you do so, each creature of your choice you can see within 10 feet must make succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take force damage. So, because it's of my choice, I will not have to happen to Refskin, but the other one, yes, so make a deck save, please.
2: Okay. So, we'll call that one red. And red. Gets a dexterity roll of thirteen. What does that do?
1: Oh, that definitely does save because mine is only um, te- nine. <laughs> That's okay. really sad. Okay, that doesn't happen. But I have a minus, um, one. Have a minus one. Okay, oh, 2. No, no, no. I have because it's my uh, my key save DC is eight plus my proficiency bonus, and my proficiency bonus is only a one. Two. And my wisdom modifier is zero. So, it, so. Should be, it should be just ten. Oh, it should be two? So it's ten. Yeah. Okay, my bad.
2: It was still 13. It's two.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, so it does still save. doesn't do anything. Whoa, okay, anyway. So I'm going to do an unarmed strike against it. Hold and on.
2: your unarmed strikes don't count as magical yet, or do they?
1: Um, I don't... Because I'm using the... Um, they're arms that are like both mine and magical, like astral formed. So are those magical? I don't. I don't know. It doesn't say anything. They're spectral arms.
2: And yeah. So for so
1: so ten minutes, of these yeah, spectral this really, arms isn't, it covering... really isn't
2: a magical attack. So yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I'm still gonna do it anyways. Um. Cool. Great. And my great made. My... Cool. Great. So. That was a. Uh, plus that was a 17 to hit. Okay, 17 definitely hits. I for, I forget how much. What is the damage die for unarmed strike? I don't. I haven't played a monk is before. It, no, is it a d4? Or
3: it's, or it's a d4 because you're a monk. Know.
1: Okay, d4. Woo! That is another three. I'm just rolling a bunch of threes. Okay.
2: Wow. So you 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 it, but once again you just kind of plunk into him, and it's like hitting a brick wall. Um get a feeling that yeah you probably need to be magical to to really do damage to him um okay and then next up is ruskin teddy ruskin all right um that the other guy's still standing
4: right next to. yes he has
2: not gone yet this turn so he's not launched into the air
4: all right then i will punch
2: and actually, uh, roll for me a quick perception check, the both of you that are there.
4: Okay. Um, well, my attack roll is a 21. Okay. And my
2: perception is a 6. Okay, so you don't notice anything, but you do hit it.
1: Yep. And then me perception as well? Yep. Okay, mine was a um, 10.
2: Okay, yeah, you don't notice anything either. You're t- concentrating on the creature there. And I got 7. Points of damage. Okay, that hurt it. Okay, and um, then it gets to go, but something happens before it gets to go. All of a sudden, you hear this ka thunk and the rock block that you put back in place there, um, Ruskin, is pushed back out onto the ground, and you can hear some shrieking from behind the wall. Okay, so um, the... Red creature launches into the air and it fires, uh, two spines, one at each of you. Which one's red again? The one that you were punching. Okay. Do I get an opportunity attack for leaving? It turns out you don't. Fancy. Yes. It just jumps in the air. Um, and it just is so quick and, and agile that it, you know, before you even know it's, it's there, it's gone. Okay, and um, Ruskin, apparently you were born under some magic star. Uh, That's a nat one again. Um, And it's 12 to hit Andros. Does that hit you?
1: No, it does not.
2: Okay, so you're able to dodge aside on that one. Very good. And finally, Vesul, And once again, you're standing right next to an opening and a bunch of shrieking is going on. I'm going to go and I'm going to push that rock back in. Okay, you're going to run over there and push it in? Okay, give me... Uh, what kind of strength do you have your ogre power? Yeah, 19. Okay, so you push it back in there. And I'm going to lean against
0: it, okay, using but all my mass.
2: As you're pushing it in there, you can feel whatever creatures are inside are pushing against you. So we have to have a strength, contested strength roll here. Okay. So what is your contested strength with your gauntlets of ogre power? So that when you a roll with it so you roll strength and And then then add my your strength bonus yeah oh eight eight that beats what i got though um so even even though that wasn't a terribly good roll um whatever is on the inside is less strong than you and you're able to you know heave that rock block grinding slowly back into place against whatever is pushing against it. But you can feel, you can feel whatever's in there is pushing against you. And
0: I've, like, at this point, got my back to it and, you know, kind of have my feet Mm -hmm. shoved in the dirt and I'm just pressing into it using my immense mass of my eight-foot form.
2: Very good, yes. Okay, and then we go to the top of the round again. And um, unfortunately, Vasul, you are going to be... um, essentially occupied doing that or else the rock block will come back out again and uh, so nua what are you going to do you've got two of them flying around in the air again
3: um i'm going to take out my light crossbow and i'm going to shoot green okay um oh nope that's a seven
2: no yeah it just goes wide
3: and then uh my cannon is going to fire at green okay nope that dice is going away um that was like a nine again
2: okay and yeah no it just dodges aside like a, some sort of a crazy fighter plane i'm and gonna
3: groan and then i'm gonna make my way over to the rest of the group
2: okay so you're gonna come run over there to the rest good okay and then it's uh green's turn and it uh, zooms around and fires. It didn't like you uh, doing that, and it's gonna fire at you, and then it's also gonna fire at Vasul because Vasul's got the uh, the portal to the underworld apparently uh, blocked off. So the one at you there, um, Nua, is a twenty.
3: Yeah, that'll hit.
2: So ooh, it gets five points of piercing damage but only one point of fire damage you just get kind of a glancing blow from the fire and then vasul the one going at you is a 16 does that hit nope it catches on my shield okay very good so you're able to kind of raise that shield just in the nick of time and then andros what are you going to do there's two of them flying around the air above you
1: um just what i've been doing the whole time i guess is throwing darts
2: Ooh. okay at red or green which one are you gonna go for? um i'll do it at red okay makes sense it's the one that just banged you guys pretty good so
1: well that is an 11
2: oh no it just uh sails <laughs> by nope. and uh anything else
1: um are they close enough to make an unarmed attack to at them with nope, my no they, they are nope. flying around about 20 feet in the air okay great never mind
2: okay and ruskin what are you gonna do um so when they attack do they get like do they like dip down even a little? Uh, right now they're firing tail spines at you.
4: Okay. Um, so if we're eight feet tall and are, hmm, so we're eight feet tall and we can reach up five. So we can reach 13. Okay. So they don't dip within trunk range. No, not really. No. That's a shame. Yep. Wait, can I, I can jump. I can make a vertical jump. Uh, maybe. Let,
0: let me look into this. going to try to snag one with your trunk.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: it would take quite a jump to be able to go catch them at 20 feet in the air, though.
4: But we're already eight feet tall and have a five foot trunk. Plus, but, I'm incredibly strong.
2: But still, we're talking, you know. You'd have to jump, like, nine feet in the air to to
0: make that happen. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that, I don't think.
4: Yeah, I just want to see. Jumping. High jump. You leap in the air equal to three plus your strength modifier, which is seven.
2: Well, we can do a ten-foot jump, then.
0: Wait, wait, that's total. Yeah, our modifier is four. So you could do seven feet in the air. Seven feet. So you'll come up just slightly
2: shy. You'll be able to, like, swipe about a foot away from it.
4: But I'm...
0: Dang it, really? Yeah, really.
4: Wait, you can extend your arms half your height above yourself during the jump? You
2: yeah, but you have a trunk, which feet.
0: is five feet, so... Yeah, we, and we've been going off the
2: five-foot trunk.
0: Oh, okay. So you miss even worse if yeah, you Yeah, so use if you your extend arms. your arms, you miss by two feet, yeah. Ain't happening, bro.
2: It's okay. close. It's very close, but you're—they're just you, slightly you jump infuriatingly off of out of
0: reach. Wait, we're on a hillside. You're in a cut. <laughs> you're no, in a really file. Okay. You can't parkour. You're an elephant. <laughs> yes.
3: Have you ever seen an elephant do parkour? Have no.
0: you not ever not seen an elephant do parkour? Yes There's or no? Okay. Okay, so that's what are you such do you a since shame. that's not going to work? I was yeah. so excited. Valiant attempt, and the earth trembles as you land. Alas, there is anyway. no fiend in your trunk.
4: Yeah, I guess I'll shoot then. Dead red? With my hand crossed Okay, roll the hit. How am I so good at this? That's a non-natural 20. You hit. And that's three points of damage. Oh, not okay. magical.
2: And uh, I just, I, it, guess I just shot one of them. It, it shudders uh-huh. in the air. Um, <laughs> and you feel like um, it's uh, on the verge of death itself. So yeah, you're, you uh, definitely uh, have red on the ropes at this point in time. Uh, interestingly, no one's bothered to hit green yet. So that's good. Okay. And then it's actually red's turn and it didn't enjoy that. So it, uh, Fires two tail spines at you, there Ruskin. Um, the first one's at 19. The second one's at 12. I'm going to guess that second one doesn't hit.
4: Yep, only get hit by one.
2: Okay, so you take five points of piercing damage and one point of fire damage.
4: All right, I'm at 25 points.
2: Okay. And then Vasul you are pressed up against that rock. You can feel whatever's inside is trying to push oh. back out.
4: I yeah. forgot to try to help. Oh, well.
2: Well,
0: I'm still pressed on there. Yep.
2: Um, do you have anything like a bonus action or something you can use? Because it's going to take your whole action. So, so what gonna I'm going to
0: do is use my commander's strike mm-hmm. and point to Nula over there mm-hmm. and say, attack green. And she can make a, a, a use a reaction to make an attack against okay. green, adding five to any damage that you might roll. Okay. So
3: can I use my... Cannon.
0: Um,
2: I don't see why not. So it would have to be a regular attack. Is a cannon a regular attack for you?
3: It's a bonus action attack. I don't know if it's a regular attack.
2: So can, can you read the commander strike verbiage there?
0: You choose a friendly creature who can hear you and expand one die. The creature may immediately use its reaction to make one weapon attack. One weapon attack. So it's using its. Re- reaction to use the weapon which is a cannon this is a reaction not a bonus or action so mm-hmm. that's why the cannon can be used i think
2: what, what other it's attack,
0: not saying you... take the attack
4: action it's attacking with a
0: weapon yeah like, maybe yeah attack make a weapon attack and your weapon's a cannon okay and read to me the verbiage on the cannon there
3: how much verbiage i got a lot
2: um what it just says about the attack
3: uh, to make a force bl- this uh, it says make a ranged spell attack.
2: attack okay well that's a spell attack not a weapon attack no. So, what weapon were you I using? I can use
3: a light crossbow. Yeah. So
2: you can't use your light crossbow. Yeah. That's
0: trying to help you use your actual effective weapon. Sorry. Yeah. My
3: actual. Yeah. Uh, that is a fourteen to hit it. On green. On green. It hits. For three plus five, which is no.
2: Yes, plus five. Uh, eight. Okay.
3: Points of damage. Okay,
2: so that actually does a little bit of damage. Uh. Okay, very good. So you actually do some damage to green for the first time. Um, and then we go to the top of the order, and Nua gets to go again.
3: And then I'll reload and fire it again. Okay. That is a 7, so that's only a 10 to hit it.
2: No, goes wide.
3: And then my cannon will make an attack. Fire the cannon for a 20-something.
2: Yeah. 20-something hits, yeah.
3: Um, Where's my other DH? Uh, for five points of force damage. Okay. And it gets pushed farther up into the sky.
0: Harder to leap at. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. Okay.
2: So yeah, that seems to do a little bit of damage to it, um, to the point where it's quite unhappy with you, and it fires both of its tail spines at you again. And uh, this time, same sort of deal before. It Gets a nineteen on the first one and a nine on the second one. So
3: uh, I'm—I oh, already used my reaction. Yeah, that'll hit.
2: So. Uh, oh wait,
3: no, I didn't because it was my turn. But I don't want to waste a spell.
0: Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's keep the spell
2: slots handy as you die. As fiery I die. <laughs> so it does five points of piercing damage and. Three points of fire damage.
3: That's just enough to get me to zero.
2: Oh, wow. So it drops your um artificer down. That's not good. So if you can knock her down on the board there, that'd be good.
0: Okay. That banana split. Yes.
2: That uh that's very unfortunate. Um and then next up is Andros. Andros, you're uh your uh, ant- artificer just hit the ground. You still got two of these creatures flying around. What are you gonna do?
3: In my can.
1: um Is there something I can do to like bring the artificer back up, like to a medicine check or?
2: You can do that to stabilize her.
1: I will do that.
2: Um, go run over and do medicine to stabilize. Okay, roll. Yeah. A medicine check.
1: Please give me something good. Oh yes, non natural twenty.
2: Okay, yes. So you're able to stabilize her, and she is stable. And um, we'll not dip into the negatives there. And then next up is um, Ruskin. Uh, So you got the red one on the verge of death. You got the green one who has been hit a couple of times. And the block of uh, stone keeps trying to get pushed out by, uh, but the soul is holding it in place. Mm
4: -hmm. Okay. And I've got
2: the stone. Yeah.
4: Um, you're a fighter as well, right? Yeah. Okay, so our only healer is down. Very good.
2: Yes, our
0: only healer is down.
3: Our only healer with one spell left.
0: That spell that you're holding on to so dearly before you die. Well,
3: I was like, wondering if I should cast shield or not.
0: I guess the answer okay. was yes. Well, I guess
2: I will shoot at red. Okay, roll to hit.
4: That is a... 20 yeah not natural yep. 20
2: yeah definitely yep
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> for three points of damage
2: and that's enough to take it out and it comes flopping to the ground very good so um next up actually is uh red who is dead and then uh up is vasul what are you gonna do vasul well i'd
0: be able to get a shot off with my bow even while holding this no uh, if, if you
2: take your hands off even for a moment it's going to uh Basically mm-hmm. pop Is- back out and you'll have more of these creatures in your face.
0: Alright, I gotta keep it closed. Um what like
4: procedure would there be for me to swap with him?
2: Um you would have to go and uh just take 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 his place. Okay. Just like use my action doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that
4: next time.
0: Okay. So but I can use my action and Ruskin. Um I will uh, give you a, a reaction attack on green. I use right. my commander strike, and should you hit, you may add seven to the damage.
2: Nice. Oh, that's very nice. That is a um, ten. No, just sails wide at the very last moment. It banks. Simon. Commander strike out. <laughs> okay. And then we go to the top of the round, and Anua is stable, so green is first to go, and um, it, uh, seeing Andros as you uh, went and aided the thing it just took down, it comes, it flings two um, tailspines at you, and you notice that these are the last two tailspines on its tail. Um, So the first one is a 21, and the second one is a 9.
1: Okay, can I use my deflect missiles? And I'm gonna um, that is a seven plus eight. Okay, so that does hit. to the damage? Because it reduces this reduces the damage down. That's eight plus. Sorry, plus, that's eleven minus eleven damage to whatever it was gonna do to me.
2: Okay, so um the. Five points of piercing damage uh, you do not take, so you'll just take the two points of fire damage. Okay. Very good. So just the two points of damage there, and like I said, that looks like those are the last two tail spines it had, and then um, Andros gets to go.
1: Um. Okay. It's the last two tail spines it had, since I didn't reduce it to zero, I can't throw it back at it. So that's unfortunate. Um. But I can throw my dart at it again. Okay. Woo. And that's not going to do anything because that's um, a four.
2: Okay, no, just sails wide. And then Ruskin, you're going to swap with Vasul. Indeed. Okay, so you go over there and you kind of snuggle in next to him and put your back up against the stone. And you give me a, uh, a strength check on that.
4: That is a 22.
2: Okay, yes. Much, much uh, better than the uh, the forces pushing against you. and But you definitely can feel something pushing on the stone. Okay, and then um, next up is
0: Vasul himself. So I will go and I will position myself next to our monk there. Now. The shield I have is sort of like a a small round strapped Mm -hmm. to my arm, so I can still hold a bow while firing with it. It's not Mm -hmm. strapped to my hand. It's
2: got a little buckler, yeah.
0: Yep. So um, I'm going to loose an arrow at green. Okay. Oh, come on. Don't be lame. 18. Hits. For a whopping, I mean a whopping four points of piercing damage.
2: Okay. So it does does some damage, but it, uh, as you said, you know, it's obviously not magical. So it's it just kind of, just kind of hits it and, and uh, bounces off. But it did do some damage. Okay, and uh, then top of the round, Nua is still down. It gets to go. Green does, and it has no more tail spines left. So it comes, jumping down, and it, goes right after you there um Vasul for trying to hit it and it tries to bite and fork you
0: it shall fail
2: um well it did on one of them the bite is a nine
0: doesn't even come near my hide
2: but the um for- it- the fork is a nat 20
0: that does Who's hurt
2: going after
0: me Vasul. ah okay i
4: was concerned
2: yes um and uh so nat 20 on the on the uh the pitchfork there so you take eh, fair to middle damage six points of damage as it's as it stabs you but it is on the ground next to you because it uh can't uh can't go and and uh attack with his spines anymore okay so speaking of that andros you got it on the ground next to you what are you gonna do
1: Finally! All right. Um, it's, it's, it's close enough to where I can do Flurry Blows again. Um, not Flurry Blows. Unarmed Strike. But I think I can use multiple times because of my floating arms. Because I can make it with once with my regular hands and then another time with my spectral ones. So let's go. That is using my dexterity modifier. So that's a 15, the first one?
2: Uh, the first one is a hit.
1: Whoa That's a one Okay And then the second one is a seven No just swings wide Anything else Yeah um I think that's just
0: Oh I could do that.
1: Can I do Flurry of Blows and do another two two unarmed
0: strikes? (laughs) yep you know flurry of blows gives you a total of two bonus hits not another two bonus hits so if you've hit i I used my well i used well i used my bonus hits because i have my spectral arms then i used my regular unarmed strike because if you have used i think that was your bonus to hit with an extra arm right Flurry of Blows just gives you two unarmed strikes as a bonus action versus one, which is your normal. Oh, spot. so
1: I can't just I can't just do like four totals of uh-uh. unarmed strikes. OK, that's unfortunate. Oh, well, I guess it's the end of my. OK,
2: and Ruskin, you are holding that stone in place. You can feel people pushing against it. Anything else you can do?
4: Um, I can hold the stone in place and hopefully not take more damage. But if I take more damage, I can do things. OK.
2: And then Masul it's trying to stab you, or actually successfully stab you.
0: You know, interestingly enough, I'm going to implement my Lunging Attack, which okay. extends my range by 5 feet, which I don't actually need, but it will allow me to add a superiority die worth of damage should I hit, which will be 6. So I'm going to swing viciously with my Flail at green. Okay, and that's a vicious eight.
2: Okay, no, it, it jumps aside. It
0: burned up a it point cackles
2: in your general direction. Okay, and then top of the round, and it gets to go. It didn't like that, Vasil, so it's going to hack and stab at you. And this is very unfortunate. Um, a four and a nine. I think you were able to dodge both of those. I don't
0: even have to.
2: Yeah, just bangs off your armor. Okay, and then Andros.
1: Uh, attack again. Same thing I just did last time. Okay. That is a 10. Nope. And then a 18. That does hit. 4 4.
2: Okay. You're chipping away at it, little bits by bits, nickel and diming it. Slowly. Okay.
1: And that, that is all I'll do.
2: Very good. And Ruskin holding everything in place, and Vasul wait, wait a minute. What? Sorry. Um, like, it, it's not really important. But you you
4: also have gauntlets of ogre power.
1: Yeah. No, I don't. I have bracers I of defense. yes oh, has yeah. ogre power. I do. Oops, my bad.
4: Why did I take the rock? We're exactly as strong as each
0: other.
2: I don't know.
3: Because you wanted to. <laughs> oh, well. I don't
2: know.
0: Because you're an idiot. Now I'm attacking the monster. But anyways.
2: Fills. Okay. And speaking of that, Vasool...
0: Um, in fact, I didn't actually have to burn off that die because I didn't hit. So I will do Lunging Attack. Okay. With my Flail. Ew, that's going to be like a 24.
2: Yeah, it definitely hits.
0: So I will add three to the following. So two plus four is six, plus three is nine.
2: Okay. And it looks like it's on the verge of death here. And... Um... So top of the round and uh, Andros looks like it's on the verge of death. What are you going to
1: do? I'm going to stab it with my sword. I'm angry. And I don't stab it with my sword. It was a four. Okay. Since I tried that. Uh... Special arms. Uh, unarmored attack. No, unarmored attack as a bonus action. Okay. Correct. Gonna is gonna that or does that count as flurry? Is no, that, you, can, you that get one. From flurry blows? Yeah. Okay, I should have. I should trust you, Matt. You play a monk all the time, so unarmed attack. Woo. Um, no, <laughs> that
0: was a six.
2: Okay, so he, uh, Andros flails uselessly, and Vassour.
0: <sighs> okay, and I will lunging attack. Ooh, <laughs> that was almost a one, but instead it is now a twenty-five. To okay, hit. and you hit. So I'm going to do. Uh, that will be eleven plus three, fourteen points of damage. Okay,
2: and you bear it to the ground, and uh, it is, expends its last breath as its icker, black icker of its blood drains out in the soil, and you find yourself. Ruskin is holding back whatever is trying to push out, but you're trying to figure out what you can possibly do. Because as soon as you leave that stone, it's just going to pop out and these creatures are going to fly. So what, what between the three of you can you think to do?
0: Are there any, I mean, obviously, what's his name? Came to do excavation. Mm-hmm. Are there any tools that we can be used for, use as wedges, like a shovel or a wrecking bar or something? We can jam he, the He thing? had a,
2: a crowbar there, yeah. Um, but you get the feeling that, I mean, if they vibrate enough, it's just going to fall out again um yeah he has a shovel and wheelbarrow and some pry bars and so forth but uh um like i said it's probably just gonna vibrate loose if if you can't figure a more substantial way to hold it in there is the
4: um is there more energy
2: like is it getting harder to hold back over time about the same about
4: the same okay so do we have time to like Call some people from the village and say, "Hey, it's safe, but we need people with shovels to
2: help us bury this." Um, you you get the feeling that um, you would exhaust yourself, but uh, you have um, a uh, you know two of you there, and actually roll me another medicine check, Andros.
1: That's uh, a twelve.
2: Okay, yeah, and so you're able to um, you know basically slap um, Nua awake again after uh, and not like viciously but you know it's like tapping her cheek and all and um she feels terrible but um you feel but the three of you you can probably shovel up enough earth behind this stone to keep it from coming back out
3: again so i have like one hit point
2: But basically yeah
0: all Okay, right. and, and then, we can use yeah. the pry bars to jam it and yeah. keep it more so
2: you get it jammed in there and the, the the between the four of you you just pile up this huge pile of earth in front of it to keep it from going and pile stones and so forth and um you can are, i
3: mend the stones together
2: um well they're not really broken but
3: i mean like the, the original wall
2: it, yeah it's not really broken it's okay. just someone took a stone out of it but that's a good idea yeah <laughs> weld er, yeah. i know i'm like yeah meld stone or something yeah anyway and so the four of you are able to retreat back to uh back to town with uh, the body of, of uh, your fallen friend and uh now you know that what the uh arian was going for apparently there are more of her kind behind that wall for some reason and that's where we're going to stop today Dungeon Master's Notes Okay, well, (laughs) as I said in the episode, um, I gave the players no guidance uh, on this particular episode. Just told them to make a Loxodon and go with it. Uh, Because basically, like I said, I wanted to have this to appear like they had just grabbed four people and said, Bob's missing, go and find Bob. So anyway, um, yeah, it came out with a very eclectic mix that really, on paper, looked like it should work. But as we saw, it was just a little bit hilarious. I mean, nobody took magic weapons and two of the four decided to go for stuff that was only melee when I had chosen ranged foes to go against them. So once again, didn't give many any guidance, but still it was kind of hilarious how poorly that ended up working out. Um, now that being said... Um, the spine devils, I like the design of them because they have the range weapon with the spikes on the tail, but they only have 12 spikes. So they run out of ammo and then they have to come down and attack you physically. So that, uh, is a nice little change. It's not like they can just hover out of range for the entire time, lobbing and stuff like some, uh, monsters could do. So that was kind of a nice, uh, change there where, you know, they start out at range and they had to go to melee gave the melee people something to, to uh, bite on. Um, and actually, um, Matt at the end said he liked the non-combat complication that I put in there with the stone that had to be held into place. And that's a way you can make uh, combats more interesting. You know, A lot of times they just you know come down to, there's six of this and there are six of you and uh, start rolling dice and see who wins. But it's kind of fun to put these things that aren't part of combat in to add complication to the whole thing. But anyway, the uh, party here has defeated the evil, or at least contained the evil that was threatening them. But what bearing will the Loxodon have on the rest of the world? Well, we'll just have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at Relic of the past at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com.
0: And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.